this is Roy Lilly. Well, we're not far off an anniversary. About a month from now, on the 9th of January in 1868, the convict ship Hugemon arrived at the port of Fremantle in Western Australia, and on board were 269 convicts. They were the last convicts to be sent to Australia and, and the end of an 80 years of penal transportation from the UK. We don't do that anymore, and quite right too. However, the Australians might be forgiven for thinking we started exporting our silly people. Silly Boy Streeting has been in Australia looking for wheezes for the NHS. And every time I've been to Oz, I've found the very sensible and practical people, so goodness knows what they've made of Silly Boy. With respect to Oz and pretty well every other country in the world, the one thing they all admire about the NHS is equity of access and primary care as the gatekeeper of care. The Oz system is a hybrid system funded by state and federal taxes and insurance premiums. Like everywhere else, the pressure's on. States can either find additional money elsewhere to meet rising demand for health care, for example, by increasing state taxes such as payroll tax or making cuts elsewhere, or it can ration services such as not providing enough operating theatre time, which results in longer waiting times for elective procedures. And yes, it sounds familiar. Or it could improve efficiency or productivity. They've been trying since 2015, and I linked to a very interesting Australian report. And if it sounds familiar, well, it's because it is. An easier option for states is to, uh, to apply political pressure to get the federal government to lift the cap on funding and give states more money. And yes, it sounds familiar. The upshot, 45% of Australians choose private health insurance, despite the universal availability of government-run coverage. Looking at the bigger picture, the Commonwealth Fund, a US think tank who once rated the, US, the UK as the top performer, now rates the UK fourth behind Norway, Netherlands and, yes, Australia. Access to Oz Care was rated poorly, and there are an increasing number of stories about, guess what, yes, ambulance waiting times. <laughs> the Australians even have a word for it. It's called ramping. Oz Primary Care, well, I linked to a piece of research that identified complex and multi-layered barriers, including geographic and socioeconomic barriers and inequality, staff dissatisfaction, turnover, low adoption of person-centred care, inadequate sectoral collaboration, inadequate infrastructure in rural areas, and yes, it sounds familiar. While Silly Boy was there, did he have a chance to talk to the thousands of former UK doctors who followed the sun? No, uh, because there aren't. The facts are, each year there are five to 6,000 applications to the GMC for a certificate in good standing. It's a piece of paper that UK doctors need to move abroad and practice and the most accurate way of calculating numbers that are moving. In 2022, 630 doctors went to Australia, not the mass movement that it's often portrayed as. Well, what am I saying? Definitely I'm not saying uh, or not trying to diss the Oz uh, healthcare system where the outcomes are generally very good. My point is Australia, us and pretty well everywhere, there is a developed healthcare system. Demand is outstripping supply and the pressure is on finance and shortage of healthcare workforce. The perfect healthcare system doesn't exist. Each of them has something to learn from and to try. 
the young professionals will always be mobile and want to travel. Nearly half of the recruits to the NHS come from overseas. Our primary care is unbelievably resilient. 34 million appointments last month, if you can believe it. A soft target for politicians like Silly Boy. It's been reformed, messed about with, pushed and shoved more times than I can remember. And guess what? It's still there. Silly Boy went halfway around the world to look at community hubs where services congregate in one in one stop facilities. Why? Well, we pioneered them here. They were called Darcy Centres uh, from his framework review. And I linked to a lot of the historical stuff this morning. They're in use in Australia, yes, but near a home in France, Germany, or just across in Northern Ireland, even in Russia, where they're called Semashku, multi-specialty polyclinics. A review of Darcy clinics by the management consultants McKinsey revealed, and I linked to the report, but this is a bit of what it said. NHS managers had vastly overestimated the ability of polystreams to handle the shift in care from hospitals and revolutionise GP care. GP care. And yes, it sounds familiar. What do we not need to sit hours on a plane to know? Well, pretty well every healthcare system struggles with productivity, workforce demand and funding. Fund the NHS properly and look after the people at the sharp end. It'll do a great job. Insurance or taxes, where well, you can take your taxes from your left pocket and your insurance premiums from your right. It's still your trousers. You still have to pay. And competition, well, Tony Blair and Anna Milburn tried that. It didn't improve quality and it didn't control costs, as they're finding <laughs> in Australia. And... You can walk a thousand miles in search of something different, but you waste your time if, before you set off, you don't look for the diamonds under the soles of your feet. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again real soon. Bye-bye.